Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. We've got a great champion this morning, Kristen Kingsbury, who's helping build generational wealth through investing. So let's pull up a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions. segment I always pick up so much good stuff I love uh, I must be what I can be that's what Dave said a little while ago and Jake you guys just bring so much awesome value thank you for being here and thank you for what you do for everyone so I am Kristen Kingsbury and I am here again on Friday morning to talk to you about money and finances and wealth building because that's what I love to do and today I want to talk to you a little bit about why do people quit building wealth or why do they quit before they even really start? And we're going to go through a good list of 10 and a good list of 10 ways to stop quitting so that we can get you guys on the right track. So grab a piece of paper, grab a pencil. Let's talk about the reasons that people quit. And first, I want you just to think about, like, have you ever woken up one day and just felt like, dang it, I just don't want to do this. I just feel like quitting this thing. And I ask you that, but I know through your head, every single one of us is saying, yeah, I've done that before. Like quitting is not something we want to talk about, but quitting, if you're pushing yourself, if you're trying, you probably want to quit more than, you, more than you'd like to admit. Um, it happens to everybody. And if you're truly pushing yourself, you're in, a dis- you're in discomfort, you are in an uncomfortable place, you are growing. And when things are uncomfortable, oftentimes it crosses your mind to quit. But this is the same with money. This is the same with finances. This is the same with why people fail to build wealth. So number one, one of the reasons that people fail to build wealth or quit trying to build wealth is that the gains don't happen fast enough. They don't see the debt reduction happen fast enough. They don't see the increase in their savings account fast enough. They don't see the investment gains. You know, they're looking at a small percentage that's growing and they're not looking at the long-term gains. So because it's not visually growing fast enough for them, they quit before they ever really get started and see progress. Number two, this so quitting happens in all kinds of places in our lives. Quitting happens in companies. When I talk through this list, I want you to be thinking about this also could be why somebody quits you. If you're running a company, why somebody quits your company, which all of these things affect your income, which then affects your ability to build wealth. So this is people quit relationships, people quit products. If somebody's quitting your product, this list will help you. So number two, people get bored. People get bored with the redundant, simple steps that work. And so they go look for some shiny object that's going to be a quick fix. I see this all the time in businesses. I see this when I when we're talking about uh, real estate investing, flipping houses, like everybody's looking to make a million dollars overnight because they get bored with the consistent, small, incremental growth that happens over time. Um, they, they fail to see the compound growth because it takes time. So they get bored and they go look for a quick fix or a shiny object. Number three, people quit 
because they hit a ceiling. They keep getting the same amount of income. They keep earning the same amount of income over year over year. They keep getting the same results year over year. They just hit this ceiling and they can't get beyond it. Their investments are not really getting them where they are because they're using the same plan and getting the same results year over year. When people hit a ceiling, they often get bored and then quit. So number three is they hit a ceiling. Number four, they have financial stress. Well, of course they quit building wealth. What does that have to do with financial stress? Well, when you have financial stress, often it's because you're not prepared with reserves and you become reactive versus proactive. And you, you know, things happen like um, your income stops, you get fired from your job, pandemics hit and you don't have work, illness happens, the IRS comes knocking on your door, divorce happens, all of these things create this financial stress and when there's financial stress and pain people want to get away from pain so they often just quit what was working to get them those incremental gains and they go take that money that they've worked for and are are building on and they go just dump it in to the pain to get away from the pain so the financial stress is one of the things that often causes people to quit the good news about this list is i'm going to give you some reasons and some steps to work the opposite and start winning instead of quitting. Number five, this is a funny one, but sometimes when people experience success, they forget what got them there. They forget to maintain the habits that got them there. They start spending, um, they increase their income, but they also increase their level of spending. They forget the habits that got them to their financial success. I have a friend right now, and I'm so proud of this mentor or mentee that I have coached over the years, and she has just made great strides in buying investment properties, paying off all of her debts, getting herself in such a fabulous situation, building a profitable business, and all of these gains happened and guess what? Now I see her forgetting to maintain the habits that got her out of that mess to begin with. And I'm seeing, you know, the just conversation, brand new cars, new houses, new things, um, plastic surgeries, like things that those are not the things that got you here. Stop it. So number four is there, or I'm sorry, number five is they experience success and they forget what got them there. Number six, just the opposite. They experience failure. When people experience failure, if their businesses are failing, if they go try to hire someone and maybe it doesn't work out or maybe that person turns them down, when people quit them, when people quit their businesses, when they don't meet their goals or their expectations, it kicks them in the butt. It hurts their mood. It makes them negative. It, it, it creates this lack of energy, and they don't want to get up and do it again. So the fact that they're failing makes them want to quit. They use it as an excuse to quit. They waste time in that pity party mode, that victim mentality, instead of doing the five-minute funeral and get over it and get on. And they start moving from thing to thing, just looking for something that they can win at because they're failing at what they're trying. 
but I encourage you to remember something, that mastery comes from being no good at something and practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing and doing it a thousand times. And the reason you get really good at something is because you sucked at it for so long that you practiced it and got good at it. I have a, I have a friend who is amazing at hiring talent. And I always think, man, you know, when you're amazing at hiring talent, you can run just about any business you can think of. Like that should be the one thing you master. Be amazing at hiring talent. And so this kid is just amazing at hiring talent. And he tells me, Kristen, the reason I'm amazing at hiring talent is I've sucked at it and failed at it a thousand times. And we forget, we just see the now results and we forget all the sacrifices and all the work that was put in. And so we choose to quit because we experience failure. Number seven, personal issues. Personal issues are a big reason why people quit building wealth. Sometimes it's something as simple as they have spouses or children who have different spending habits than they have, or they're on a mission to build new habits, but they didn't get everybody else on board. And so you, you have this counterproductive, I'm trying, I'm trying, and then the people around me or the things around me are backtracking all of my progress. Sometimes it's business partners that are spending as fast as you make. Sometimes it's emotional spending. You had a bad day, so you go out and you find a way to make yourself feel better real quick by spending some money and buying something that makes you feel good. I, this, is, this is one of the things, this is my biggest pet peeve. You ever hear somebody say, well, I work hard, I deserve. I hate the word I deserve. You deserve nothing. You work hard and yes, you can enjoy the things that you've uh, built and the lifestyle. You absolutely can enjoy it. But deserve, I think it's such a dangerous word. It's such a dangerous word. And oftentimes we... Um, allow ourselves that I deserve mentality far before we've actually worked hard enough for what we're trying to go get. So be careful with I deserve. I deserve can get you in a lot of trouble. Another thing that comes from personal issues is back to the, the spouse and the family. If you're trying to invest and you're trying to multiply your money, but you have a spouse or somebody that is a decision maker with you who has a fear of spending the money, compounding the money, making your money make money, that can hinder your growth. So thinking about you know, education and how can we get you all on the same page so that you're working toward a common goal. Number eight reasons people quit is the undisciplined pursuit of more. People have this undisciplined pursuit of more. They are, you know, they, they, they want more things. Um, they, they want new jobs. They want more products. They want more investments. And what happens is they get so much so quickly without the, the key here is discipline. The undisciplined pursuit of more can leave you in that space where everything's kind of a hot mess. And nothing's really working well because you didn't have strategic, um, scalable growth. And so be careful when you're looking for that next product or you're going to sell or create that new business. I see so many people fail to move forward with such good intentions simply because 
they had this undisciplined pursuit of more. I need another investment property. I need another business. I need another product to sell. And I'm not saying don't have multiple streams of income. I'm saying do it with discipline and do it in a fashion that's scalable so that you don't one day wake up and see this hot mess that's spinning out of control and nothing's working because there's too many things. Number nine, just like Dave said, fear of missing out. Number nine, people fail to build wealth because of FOMO, fear of missing out. Well, look what my neighbor did. They just went on this great vacation. I deserve, right? Look at that car they just bought. I deserve. I work harder than them. Look at that new house that they have. I deserve. Like, be careful with fear of missing out. Like, it can make you go broke so, so fast. Just remember, you don't know what they've done or what they've sacrificed to get what they have. You don't know what kind of debts they're in or what kind of family problems they have at home because of the debt they've created. Be careful with FOMO. You're only seeing surface level. You're not seeing the whole big picture. But I will tell you, FOMO will take you down and it will eat up any progress that you've made on building wealth. You really need a strategic plan that you can um, execute on that measures your progress that moves you forward. Number 10, what's another reason that people quit building wealth or fail at building wealth is number 10 is a need for instant gratification. I'll tell you, none of us, I think, get away uh, completely innocent of this. I oftentimes, I crack myself up at the way that I can justify my spending. Well, if I buy that, blah, 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 I can justify the heck out of anything that I want. Just give me a little while. Um, and I can tell you how it's going to make me money if I buy it. I mean, I can justify the crap out of anything. So think about how quickly your need for instant gratification, your justification that like you need it and here's why. But what happens is later, oftentimes you get cold feet and you regret that spending. Oftentimes your need for instant gratification makes you later have to take a loss, have to sell something for less, have to lose. I have a family member who I love dearly, but she always has this new great idea and she always wants to move to this new place and have a, a new house in this new place. And I think, holy cow, in the last, I don't know, 10 years, I'll bet she's had 10 homes. And every time it's like, oh, well, you know what? I really didn't like that place or I didn't like that school or we didn't like that job. And so there's this justification as to why we had to sell that house. And sometimes it works for her because the market happens to be in an incline. But so often they lose because they don't hold long enough to see that long-term growth. Um, and there's always, always this need for instant gratification. Well, it wasn't nice enough. We didn't like that one. We didn't like that place. Ooh, be careful, be careful. I see this happen with automobiles a lot, a lot. So, okay, well, we know the 10 reasons why we quit, um, why we quit building wealth, why we fail to build wealth. So what can we do differently? So I'm gonna hit all 10 of those with a solution for you to think about. So those slow gains of number one that we talked about, we said the reason people quit is because they see slow gains and it's not 
Uh, it doesn't get them excited. It's not happening fast enough. Something that you can do to help that is track and measure. See the growth. Use the visuals. Watch the net gains and not just like the debt reduction or the increase in your savings. Watch the net gains because as you pay down your debt, you're increasing your net worth. As you increase your income, you're increasing your net. You have to track both and see the total changes instead of just like, oh, I paid off $500. Um, so tracking the net gains and make it visual so you can see the visual gains. We said that number two was you quit because you get bored. Here's what I say to that. Do the boring tasks first. Get them off your plate. Do the boring tasks, the redundant income generating practices that you, you have done for so long and it's working, it's working, but you're bored doing it, so you want to go change. Do those things first thing in the morning. Get them off your plate so that you always know that the paychecks are stable. I see this in real estate all day long. I coach a lot of real estate agents um, and a lot of businesses and lead generation. They hate lead generation because it's boring and it's not re it doesn't feel rewarding. They, they get told no. They get hung up on. People curse at them. And so they fail to put that one thing that will generate them the most income. If they do that one thing today, they fail to put it on their calendar at all because it's not really that fun. So instead, they look for a shiny object. Who can generate a lead for me? Maybe I can pay for this tool that will generate them magically. And really the truth is you just have to do the things. You just have to do them, like them or not. It's part of building a business of success. And so do those tasks, those redundant tasks that you wanna run away from, but you know they get you the results, but you're a little bored with them, do them first thing, get them off your plate. And then you can reward yourself with time at the end of the day to be creative and to build and to change and to you know create new additional ways but do it's the old what is it um eat the frog eat the frog first do that thing first number three we said you're hitting a glass ceiling so you just you keep seeing the same results and you just want to quit because you keep seeing the same results i say find a mentor find one who's ahead of you find one who's been there before you who's ahead of you, who can look from the outside in and look at your systems, your processes, and see what systems or processes can you tweak to make them better? How can you make higher income doing what you're doing, but doing it even better? Instead of putting another thing on your plate, trying to find another way to make income, do what you're already doing well and do it even better. And sometimes that takes having somebody look at it from the outside and somebody give you some feedback. But just making your systems, your processes, even 1% better will increase your income. Sometimes you're missing a person on your team that just by hiring them will change your business. Tamara and I were talking about this yesterday, about how talent, back to that mastering hiring talent, if you can master hiring talent, it will explode your world. So look at somebody who's been there before you, talk to a mentor, who's ahead of you and audit your processes. Are you missing a person? Are you missing a system? Just make them a little bit better all the time. Number four, we said financial stress in your life will cause you to quit building wealth. Build systems, build habits like we just talked about. Improve them 1%. Communication, whether it's with a spouse, whether it's with your business partners, get on the same page, set shared goals, Check in regularly. 
And you know what? Enjoy the rewards together. You need to have benchmarks to work toward. I love this whole conversation about the 12-week year that we've been having because if you wait until December to reward yourself, chances are you already got bored, tired, exhausted. You already slowed your momentum. Whereas if you do your 12-week year and you have those incremental uh, check-ins with yourself and rewards throughout the year and you have those smaller time periods where you can check to make sure you're winning and then celebrate when you do, you're going to win more often. Number five, the success that makes you fail. Remember what got you there. Build accountability into the process and check into it often. I told you about my girlfriend who has seen a huge success and a huge, huge change in her life through some of the coaching and training that we've been doing. And in the last six months, I'm like, whoa, I'm watching everything you did go down the drain. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Remember what got you there. Build in some accountability. Have a friend who will call you on your crap. Um, Have a friend who will tell you, what are you doing? Because sometimes it's easy to be so excited about the fact that you're winning that you start losing and not even knowing it. You're losing so slowly you think you're winning. Have you heard that? Number six, we said that failure makes you quit. I say use failure as motivation. Let it fuel you. Those who succeed have just failed more than you have. I, uh, I love it when somebody tells me I can't do something. It's probably the most motivating thing. When people quit me because they say that I can't, I'm like, ha watch me. And then I'm even more motivated to go do it, try it, push. Like I will sacrifice more and run faster and harder because I failed and they said I can't. And I know I can. So let failure be a motivation. Let it fuel you. Number seven, we said your personal issues. I would encourage you. I don't think anybody realizes how much emotional intelligence has to do with wealth building. Being in control of your emotions, learning to be proactive instead of reactive. I talk to so many people, often spouses, who go spend money because their spouse just spent money. And I deserve. If he did, I deserve, right? Or if she did, I deserve. Um, And man, talk about like self-sabotage and sabotaging each other. Like start studying how to control your emotions. Learn how to be proactive and not reactive. Practice things like gratitude and getting yourself in a white space so that you are not reactive to what's going on around. Learn to walk away and to come back to it without emotion. Think about sales for a minute. And being a sales agent, um, I know that sales is based on emotion. What do we do? Like, look at all the marketing that is going, uh, that is being poured into you every single day. The reason that they are dumping marketing on you and triggering your emotions is because it causes you to go spend money and then it makes them more. And so by being able to walk away and go create white space and think about what you're about to write a big fat check for and then coming back to do it versus just doing it while you're emotional, you will save yourself a lot of heartache and a lot of pain. Your salespeople will not like me for telling you that. However, think of all the times that you wrote a check and you're like, dang it, why did I do that? Why did I do that? So number eight and nine, the solution to eight and nine I tied together because that was the undisciplined pursuit of more. And the FOMO, the fear of missing out. I feel like those things get tied together really often. 
So realizing there's always going to be somebody who has more than you do. There's always going to be somebody who does more than you do or has a bigger business than you have. You be you. Be your best self. Because the truth is that you can't be good at being them. You're not them. You didn't have the life experiences that created who they are. So stop trying to be them and start being the best you. Do one thing at a very high level before you start adding more things. Oftentimes we see somebody who has something or who is doing something and we say, oh, I want that too. And so we add it to the list of all the things that we're already doing. And the truth is, is back to that hot mess. You have to do one thing at a very high level so that you can increase your income before you start adding more. I'm not saying don't eventually add more. I'm saying systematize and leverage, build a real business instead of just a job so that it's not costing you as much time and money. And when you have those systems and those leverage and your business is running and you're profitable or your your world, your life is running and you're making good income, then Go take those systems that you learned and apply them to the next thing, but only once you have the one thing running at a a very high level. Don't just keep adding things at a mediocre level. And stop comparing your life. Stop comparing yourself to other people. You don't know what it took them to get there. You don't know what they sacrificed. You don't know how many years it's been Um, You see these guys with, you know, their fancy jets and their fancy cars. You don't know that they didn't sacrifice their marriage for that. You don't know that they didn't sacrifice raising their children for what they have. Be careful what you wish for because you don't know what they had to sacrifice to get it. You do you. Do you. Quit comparing yourself to others. You're never going to be able to do somebody else well. You can just be yourself. Number 10, sleep on it, walk away, give yourself time. So that was your instant gratification. Number 10 was the reason we quit is instant gratification. Find some ways to sleep on it. Walk away. Give yourself time to decide if you really need or want something. And I would encourage you to do this. Ask yourself, if I say yes to writing this check, to doing this thing, if I say yes to this, What am I saying no to? Because if you say yes to one thing, you have to say no to something else. We all have the same number of hours in a day. If you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. You have a a set amount at this moment, dollars in your bank account. If you say yes to spend it on one thing, you're saying no to something else. So when you're spending those dollars, ask yourself, is this going to multiply my money or is it just going to reduce my net worth? I like to make a game out of buying things. I always try to figure out how can I buy things? How can I only spend money on things that generate me money? How can I only invest into things that generate investments? And I think about the motivation behind that is think of how many people you can bless if you have the financial ability to do so. I just got a message this morning and my heart just like, you you just remembered, this is why I do this. This is why I do this. Running businesses is hard. Building teams is hard. Bringing leaders together is hard. I have a a gal that works for me, um, and she's just this amazing soul. And she has been with me for only like a year and a half, but she has 
the most incredible work ethic and she shows up every single day and she works harder than anybody else on the team and she constantly tracks and measures and looks for ways to improve her skill set so that we can perform better as a team. And this morning I got a message from her and her son is sick and she said, Kristen, I'm so sorry, but can I ask that I don't come into work today because I need to take care of my son? And I said, well, absolutely. Like, yes, you be mom first. That's what matters most. And, uh, you know, she knows that I will be that way and she never takes advantage of it. And she came back to me and she said, we have health insurance because you provided me this opportunity. And, you know, you don't realize when you think about why money should matter to you and why building wealth should matter to you. But because I woke up every day and beat myself up and find and found ways to increase profits in my business such that I could provide opportunities for other people. Her son has health insurance through a scary time and they are, um, they're in another country. They're, they're in a place where um, she, they don't have the means to get them to a hospital. And so for her to be there, be able to take the time off work, be able to have the health insurance, all of these things are a blessing. This is why you have an obligation to learn how to manage your money well. And so I tell you that, and then I want to reset the room, and I want to talk to you about your thoughts on these topics. So welcome to Breakfast with Champions. Thank you so much for being here with us this morning. We are here every single weekday with motivation, education, and inspiration. If you learn from this room, add your friends, bring people in, share with them, and follow the person next to you. Make some friends. Follow the moderators. They're contributing their time. Just be here with us take notes and grow because we're here so that you can go take action and change your life. So with that, I'm going to open the hand raising. This is the part that I'm never great at. I shouldn't say that, huh? Don't talk to yourself that way, Kristen. All right. So I see Dale on the stage. If you have a thought about this or something that has resonated with you, um, something that you know, you can take away today and go take action on, share with me, share with us. Dale, are you there? Oops. Yes. So am I unmuted? You are unmuted. Well, thank you. Uh, yes, I basically, um, what I'm, what I'm hearing is, is, uh, that the most important thing is, is, uh, it starts with self-care and taking care and caring enough about myself to to be well and and then then to do well uh you know there's this saying uh you know, uh, you know uh, do well by doing by doing good and you know that's a, a firm believer in in that but what i'm wondering is is what you know advice you give you know, you know to people who you know, maybe having a problem, you know, uh, being you know, stuck, uh, addicted, or devoted to some type of habits or mindsets that do not serve them. That uh, yeah, you know, I love that. That's that's an awesome question. And the thing that I would tell you, Dale, is surround yourself with people who have good habits. People who um, I think one of the best things that you can do is put yourself in an environment of people who are winning, who have awesome habits. Thank you so much for your question. I appreciate that. Co it, oh, I'm going to butcher this. Kwani Burks. Did I say that wrong? You're good. You're good. It's, it's Kwani Burks. Kwani. Welcome. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? You're on fire. 
just want to let you know my notes are out. Um, and um, I love it. I love everything you're saying. And, and you know, I, I'm always in here. I'm always in touch with mentors and, and learning from people and stuff. And a lot of things are repeated, but some things need to be said a different way. But long story short, if I'm pulling my notes out, I'm hearing stuff that I never heard or I'm hearing it in a different way. So you're on fire for sure. That's what I love. Thank you. I appreciate that. And sometimes success is simple, right? It's simple, but it's not easy. So you do hear the same things repeated over and over because these are the elements of success. And yet we're, we, we have this expectation of it'll be something new or it'll be something different. And the truth is, is it's the same simple things done consistently over time. So I appreciate that comment. That's awesome. Zimmer, are you there? Oh, sorry. What would you say? I actually had a question. I just wanted to you know, give you your flowers. So my question is, okay, so how do you, okay, let me give you an example. Say an individual is good at a lot of things, but the rate of progression at the things that they're good at, um, that are their endeavors, that they're good at, isn't um, sus- isn't sustainable, you know, so how do you delegate which ones you should lean into more or which ones you should just pretty much do things you're good at, your endeavors, so that you can progress faster so far, so much as um, progression and, and uh, financial progression in your endeavors? Like, how, how do you determine which ones you lean on Focus more? on. Yeah, yeah. no, I... You know what? I love that because I think oftentimes we're good at so many things and that can be the thing that stifles us from moving forward. We have so many things we could do, but what should we do? Right. And so a couple of things. What are you passionate about? What will you do every day, even if nobody was paying you for it? Those are things you should lean into. What are the things that as a child they told you you were good at and you've always been good at? Those are the things that you should lean into. What are the blessings that you've given to other people? that over the years they've said, you know, thanks, because of you, this, those are the things that you should lean into. And you should find in those things the highest dollar productive activities because, like, for instance, um, I sell real estate. I, I run a real estate team, and I've got several real estate-related irons that, that, you know, brokerages and mortgage companies and things like that that go along. But the thing I lean into is what I do best. I'm a real estate and business coach. That's what I do best. I inspire, kick them in the butt, hold them accountable, lift them up, get them going. That's what is my highest dollar productive activity. And that is what I do best in the circle that I have built. So lean into what you're inspired by and what you naturally do well, and then find in that role, the highest dollar productive activities, and you focus on those and leverage the others. Hopefully that helps. Zimberg. Thank you. Yes, my pleasure. Have a great morning. Oh, I think I didn't bring them to the stage. There we go. This stage thing, I don't know. <laughs> Zimberg, are you there this morning? Maybe so. He looks like he's unmuted, but I can't hear him either. Okay, oh, I don't. You you oh, there you me? are. I hear you. Hi. Hi, everyone. You. How's everyone doing? Good morning. Good morning. You know, it's amazing. I was, I was. We were in uh, Haley's room the other day. They're talking about the 
what, what's it called? The Ar- Arcasian. I can't get the word out of my mouth. But the, I'm waking up every single day, no matter what time is going on, at the same time. It's amazing. My body just oh, yeah, pops, arca- pops right up. Oh, I forget what it. I can't say that word either. I I almost I know, said circadian, but I don't think that's right. Rhythm. I got you. <laughs> circadian. Yeah, I knew it was Dave, somewhere like. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> David knew. So you know what? What I want to share with everyone is that there's an I am, right? There's the I am, and there's the we. So we always have to start with the I am, right? Which is the simple sense that you are. Of course, in the in the in the Torah and the Old Testament, it's be still and know that I am, which is the same as. Christ being tempted in the desert, the same as Buddha sitting at the Bodhi tree and all the temptations coming for him, but he finally just sat and he wasn't going to move. And that's where he found nirvana. So we can connect to that I am as simple as noticing the simple sense that we are, that you are, that you exist, that you are being, that you don't have to do anything to be. And this I am feeds the we, of course. Everything is fed from consciousness being God. And the we... If we look around, like where I am right now, I'm sitting outside in Vegas. Besides nature, every single thing comes from this entrepreneurial spirit to invent, create, share, give, support. So often when we don't think we're supported, the support is all around us. If we just stop for a moment and pause, the lights that you turn on where you live, someone's working at the electric company to make sure that happens. And, of course, that we expands to all the angels, every spirit. And when you start to tune in to this I am, then you can tune into the we. And you recognize there's a level of support that goes beyond, way, 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 way beyond the perceptual field of the mind. That the mind is an instrument for us to learn to utilize instead of letting it use you. So I just want to share that message out there because the guidance and the clarity just keeps getting clearer and clearer. And that's the beauty of it when you really surrender. When you really allow yourself to trust, you start to recognize that trust is something that you can't own, grab, or take. But, you know, they forge iron with iron. And the deeper you can go into the recesses of what people think is their breakdown is really their break, is really their edge. And the more you go into that edge, the greater you go into those depths, the higher the sweetness can rise. But we can't rise alone. We have to rise together. Good stuff. I, I find, like, in these we're calling them uncertain times because we're so used to controlling everything and having, you know, certainty and learning to just embrace that you do have those supports around you and that you can link arms and no matter what flows at you and what comes in front of you, that you've got support and there's always somebody standing next to you ready to link arms. Um, I just falling in love with and learning to embrace uncertainty because we're so used to embracing certainty and being in control is something that I'm working on mastering. I'm used to being a control freak and ask Glenn, I'm always, he calls me type A. I always have to know and have a plan, (laughs) but no, I love that. What else? What comments, what ahas came out of this conversation today? What do you got? Who did I miss? Hey, Kristen, I'd like to chime in if I could. Go ahead. Chime in. This is Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Hi. You know, what you said, number nine and ten, the fear of missing out, you know, it can make you go broke and also a need for instant gratification. Mm -hmm. That is so true because I'm a financial educator and I see so many people who are trying to keep up with the Joneses and it's keeping them broke. Um, Yeah. 
is 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 keeping them broke. Um, you know, you're 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 shooting yourself in the foot by doing things that you can't afford to impress people who don't even care. And um, you know, you can go broke trying to keep up with other people, and you know that need for instant gratification is, like you said, if you're not doing one thing, you know, you're if you're if you're taking money from one place, then you're not. You know, you're taking it from one place. Um, you're robbing it from somewhere else. From somewhere else, absolutely. Thank you. And yeah. and I see and I see that a lot. And um, it's just so important because, like you said, you don't know what other people had to go through to get where they are. You're so, exactly right. Um, that that just really resonated with me because I see that a lot, and I see a lot of people in debt. And it's difficult to be happy when, you know, when you have that weight on your shoulders and it's a strain on your relationships, you know, uh, financial stress is the leading cause of of spousal abuse, um, child abuse and suicide. So it's real and we have to, um, you know, be mindful of that and um, just do what we can do and not try to keep up with the Joneses and and go in debt um, because it's financial stress and financial abuses is real. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm complete. My pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Anybody else have a comment or a thought before I start asking questions? Hey, Kristen. Good morning. Hello. Hello. How's everybody doing? Hello. Wonderful. You know, it's a, it's you, you always, you always deliver such practical real world um, information. I think it's so important because it's, there's nothing kind of fluffy about anything that you're saying. And I actually wanted to dovetail on what Tracy said. And Tracy, I love you for being a financial educator. I'll bet you um, Kristen does as well. Um, but, you know, I, I think that it's really important to consider. And would love for if you could comment on this, Kristen. Um, you know, when somebody um, compensates, um, you know, if they go out to the mall and they buy something to make themselves feel better, or if they buy something just simply as a response mechanism uh, because somebody else uh, has something. You oftentimes see this. One person in the neighborhood buys a new car. Guess what? Next person in the neighborhood buys a new car. Didn't need a car, uh, but they buy a car. You see people buying all the time. You know, it's the number one item. Is, is iPhones. You see people buying, you know, that your current iPhone is completely fine. It makes calls, it takes pictures, it does what it's supposed to do. And yet there's there's a lot of people that as soon as they see one person, you know, in their office, you know, they know that has the brand new uh, 10, 11, 12, you know, I don't know, are we gonna be lining up for the iPhone 85 and the iPhone <laughs> I mean, I, 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 if I had to do an over/under wager, I'm not a gambler, but I would, I would assert that when we get to the iPhone 1256, there's going to be people lining up, and the reason they're mm-hmm. going to be lining up is because somebody they know had it, or somebody they saw on Instagram in the year 2105 had it, you know, and and it's just crazy. But the, I think with a bigger issue there is that. When somebody is doing something, the really sad thing is, you know that the that happiness or that joy, or somehow that lift that it delivers to that person, is so temporary. It evaporates so quickly, 
and and afterwards it oftentimes fills people with regret and with guilt and so not only did they go expend money that they didn't have sometimes or they didn't need to to spend or they could have used to pay i don't know a mortgage payment or rent or uh savings or whatever it might be but it, the item didn't actually even do what they intended or hoped that it would do. It did, but for such a short time. And then beyond that, it, the, the real question is, why do I feel like I have to compensate? Why do I feel like I have to buy this item in response to show somebody else that I don't know, I probably don't like, I'm probably not going to know a year from now. They're probably not, they don't know me. But why did I even do that? I think really is is something that that we've all in our lives had to deal with at one point or another uh, in some form or fashion. But it's really important to get to the core of that, because until or unless uh, we do or you do, uh, whoever is is in that situation, um, the worst thing, the worst news is it's recurring. Um, Nobody typically does that one time. Nobody. Right. And just like nobody compensates by eating a one time, it becomes recurring. And it's so quickly. Here's kind of the really the punchline is that it's it's interesting and you could say it's not fair, but it's reality. Uh, We all know the rules of this game, the rules of engagement and the crazy thing. Isn't it interesting how easy and effortless it is for things like that to become a habit? but how seemingly difficult or challenging it is for the good things like restraint or discipline or nutrition or exercise uh, to become a habit. And I think it's really important for us to consider those things because, because it's, uh, you know, creating a happy, happy, successful life is a full-time gig. It, it's not a part-time gig. It's a full-time gig. So I just wanted to offer that up. Uh, to add to the conversation. I think that's great insight and realizing that these things, these feel good things do become habits and they are not necessarily habits that serve you. And yet you can go identify a habit that will give you the same feeling and focus on creating good habits, those habits. And what can you replace that I need to go buy in order for me to feel good. What can you replace that habit with? Maybe it's you need to go look at what you have and find something that you're grateful for and go use it and be in gratitude. I notice with children, um, like with my son, with all of the marketing and all of the algorithms that are just tailored at just, you know, being in front of their faces of all the things they should have, like we're training children from the time that they are little and not just children, but um we're adults and we should be able to see it in my mind, but children are trained this way their whole lives. You need this. This is cool. Go get it. And I find like, we have to be careful in training our children. Um, We are every time that they get what they want, we're reinforcing that instant gratification and they don't, they, they stop learning how to save. They stop being grateful for what they have. They just want the next thing, want the next thing. We're also training them to not be happy, to be, they say that depression in children since like, since the internet and social media and things came out has gone up tremendously. And a lot of it is got to go get, got to go get, got to go have, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. And we just need to practice 
gratitude and remembering to go back and see, look what I have. Look how amazing this is. Look where I was. Look where I've come. Um, And I just, it really is simple, but it is a matter of being consistent and creating a habit and identifying what is your trigger that makes you do that and what is the habit that you can replace it with. Um, same thing with weight loss and that kind of thing. So anyway, thank you always for contributing. I always love your insight. You always have amazing insight. Uh, let me see who's on the stage with a question. Flash your mic. I think I, I think Taylor was next. Taylor, are you on the stage with a question or a comment? Hi. Um, good morning. Good morning. I was just actually just listening to what you guys are saying and, it, it's funny because I'm like just getting back from um, a trip and recently I don't like as far as what you guys are saying I do realize that I am kind of feeling like I have moments where I feel like I need to like do stuff like I just moved into like my manifested like amazing apartment recently like last month but sometimes I feel like you know I just like need more so I definitely resonated um, what the last speaker was saying about sometimes you just need to take a step back and just like you know find that what you already have is like all you need or kind of replace you know feeling like you need to do more need more with um, being grateful for what you have right now so I definitely am just tuning in and um, that definitely resonated with me so yeah that's that's all thank you we appreciate the comments and the chiming in appreciate you thank you for being here George, I see you are new to Clubhouse. Welcome to Clubhouse. Do you have a comment or you want to chime in? You're, there you are. Okay, okay. Uh, thank you for the privilege. I just got here now. Uh, uh, my name is George Powell and I'm a college student. Uh, I'm just going to be listening and uh, I'm going to learn. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. All right, I'm going to butcher this one too. Hey. Yes, go for it. Kristen, go, go ahead. This is Tyron. I'll wait until you're complete. Sorry, I missed who was just speaking. This is Tyrone, Kristen. I'll Hi, wait Tyrone. Chime in. Go for it. All right. Good morning, everyone. Breakfast with Champions. Um, the, the, the biggest takeaway for me, you know, from your session is, is, is this. A lot of time we embark on endeavors. And when we get to what we believe is a destination, we think we're done, we have arrived, you know, not realizing that going forward to maintain what you have accomplished, there is a necessity to realize that it's going to require infinite attention for you to maintain it. Because once we stop, then we become stagnant. And then after that is regression, right? So I think it's really, really important to acknowledge that um, infinite commitment to whatever you're doing. And, you know, I, I often say this to myself, two things. One is walk until it's easier to run. And just think about that for a second. The other is success is difficult because it requires an investment in the future with little to no immediate gratification. And, and one last thing I'll add, gratitude, as you said, it's important to be grateful for what you have and not think that what you have isn't enough. Because a lot of times we go out and get these other things and they're all wants. They end up in the closet or they stay in the box they came in and just never get used, you know? 
This is Tyrone, and I'm reserving a lot of thoughts for the future. That's a good point. I've been going through a closet and going through my house and seeing like what things are still there that might even have a tag still on them because I, I wanted them at the moment and then never even put them to use. It's kind of ridiculous when you actually start digging into your life that way. Um, is it Amir? A-M-R. Hey, thank you so much. It's uh, Amr. Oh, thank you. I would have not gotten that one right. That's sweet. Hey, thank you so much to you, and uh, it's a philosophy pleasure to be with all of you. Uh, I love this room so much, and uh, I'm here really to learn from all of you. Uh, just I have a small question, and things always, uh, in my mind, all my life. Uh, if I have a million, I can gain million. If I have a dollar, it will not give me a dollar. Just I need uh, to ask any of you a question. Is it correct? Like some people say, if you have a dollar, what you will get with one dollar? And even if you buy something, how much you will sell it? But if you have a million, you can get a car, you can get a house, and the profit from it, it will be higher. So do you think the hardest step is the first step, or the hardest will be the first million? After that will be easy. And I thank do. you so much. I do. I think just in my own experience, the hardest is the first million. And once you have it, once you've created it, it's easy to multiply it, but it's building the habits. And like we talked about earlier, remembering what got you there so that you can keep growing, keep building. And then people think, well, why do you need more than that? And again, with a dollar, you can only bless people with a dollar. With a million dollars, you can bless a lot more people who can then go bless a lot more people. And you just have this compound impact that you can create. So yes, I do think that creating the habits to get you to the first million are the hardest. And once you figure out the systems and the models that got you there, they're easy to duplicate. So yes, thank you for that comment. That was good. Miss Linda, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Oh, I love, love, love what you've been saying. Um, one of the things that um, stuck out to me was the undisciplined pursuit of more. Um, I, I think that incredible by giving them more and more you can actually teach them to be satisfied you can teach them to have uh, the ability to wait patience for something you can keep Kristen, the sound is super glitchy for me. Theme. I thought that oh, was just me. Poor connection. Oh, good. Oh, sorry, I thought I, I was like, oh no, I lost connection. connection. Yeah, you're having glitching sound a little bit. Can you move yeah. to a different? I, you know, or... this was happened to me all yesterday. I was in the same location, and it was the same. It was. It was. I can hear you perfect now. So, oh, you can. So yeah. I was just saying that. Um, similarly, um, what I love. I hate to cut you off, but we absolutely can't hear you again. Darn it. 
Okay. If you if you get a better space, come back to us in just a minute. Let's keep going so that we don't have glitchy sound. But if you get a better spot, come back and chime in. I heard you say that you loved the undisciplined pursuit of more. We are a lots of. I mean, we are guilty of that. We are just guilty of that. And understanding why is half the battle. Who else do I have on stage? Who would somebody share with me a time that you wanted to quit and why? Looking back at this list, was it because of any of these reasons? And what? Did you do to keep yourself going? Silk, tell us about it. Hello, darling, my darling Christian. Good morning. Damn, baby, you're holding it down. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> that was a time when I wanted to quit. Several times when I wanted to quit. It happens to all of us. But that yes. one time, that one time, that one time that I'll never forget. I remember after I lost my eyesight to domestic violence, you know, when you lose your eyesight, you go blind, you equilibrium, you got to learn how to eat, walk, everything, you know, all over. And I was embarrassed. I didn't want to walk. I was, you know, just, just taking little baby steps and if I was wobbling and I didn't want to go out to eat because I didn't want people to make fun of me because I didn't know how to, you know, actually figure out how to bring the food to my mouth without brought out the food falling back onto my plate or fumbling across the table trying to find a salt and pepper shaker and, you know, to figure out what's going on. I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit. But let me tell you something. When you have people around you that love you for you, the love, that have love for you and not just the love of you, Baby, they won't let you fall. They won't let you lag behind. They won't leave you behind. They won't let you get up. They won't let you give up. You got to, you, let me tell you something, start dissecting your tribe. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your, your cousin, your best friend. Dissect your tribe because, baby, just because someone says they love you, doesn't mean they have the love for you. And just because someone says they're your friend, they can be friendly all day, doesn't mean that they are your friend. You have to understand the difference. Yes, all of us are connected somehow, some way, six degrees. And it doesn't mean that you're connected by blood or love. Understand your people around you. None of us will, none of us will walk this earth at, alone and get to where we're going alone. Yes, sometimes on that journey, you will have to walk it alone, but you're not meant to be. That's why so many human beings on this earth, that's why so many of us, you're not meant to go through this alone. So you got to dissect your tribe. Because when I, Christian, when I wanted to give up in that moment, I was so embarrassed. I like, everybody's watching me. I can feel it. I can feel people just making fun of me. I hear people making fun of me. What's taking her so long to get her money out of her wallet? Why does she have to fold her money? Why does she have to unfold her money? Why does she ask the cashier to, 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 to count her money back a certain way? I wanted to give up in that moment. In those times, I felt so depressed. I felt, well, how can someone be so cruel to me? I'm blind. But I'm going to tell you guys something. There are people on this earth, your dreams, your dream, no matter what it is, is going to be always someone else's nightmare. So you got to wake up and understand everybody is not meant, they're not appointed or anointed to lift you and love you, feel sorry for you, be there for you. They're not. 
But that doesn't mean that the majority of the people on this earth aren't. Don't give up. I don't care what you're going through. Don't give up. You're not supposed to give up. Your master planner didn't create you to give up. You are equipped with tools within you that's supposed to pull you up and pull you through. You just have to find it. And if you have a problem finding your tools, then baby, you you, not, you need to dissect your tribe. Because baby, we will be going on a treasure hunt. Do you hear me? My family and friends, we went on a treasure hunt trying to help me find my worth. Putting up signs. No, we ain't giving up today. You better get up. Oh no, we going out to eat today. Oh no, you gonna walk today. Oh no, yep. you gonna do this today. Don't give up on yourself. I love that it. Was my moment. That was my moment. I love that it. That was my Thank moment. That fire. moment, I promise you. That moment right there changed my life. When I decided to walk on my own without assistance, that was the moment that changed my life. Ah, this still awesome. can be done speaking. You're awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And what I just heard you say is you need to dissect your tribe and put amazing people around you that quitting is not an option and you will not let them down. And that is such good feedback because I'll tell you, that's what pushes me through lots of moments where I want to quit in life. You want to quit, put people around you who inspire you, who lift you up, who um, will not pick quitting as a as an option for you and who will kick you in the butt and lift you up when you're feeling down thank you so much it is friday again i get to release you to an amazing weekend and i appreciate you all for your contribution love your energy love just love that you're here with us thank you for joining us we're here Kristen, every weekday yes can i have just a moment this is king I, I want it. to tell everyone, and I, I so appreciate the testimony that I just received. Yes. Uh, it is so awesome that you are on. Oh, you muted yourself. I lost him. King, can you hear me? I was going to let him finish up, but he may. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where he went. We lost him. So hey, Kristen. I'm still here. There are you still, still there? There. there you are. There you are. I, I was saying that you're unstoppable. They're enemies of your dream. And I'll make this brief. There's a character uh, in the ancient writings by the name of Joseph. And he had brothers that were enemies of his dream. But Joseph was unstoppable. His pit became his package to the, uh, to the palace. From Potiphar's house and through prison, Joseph ended up in the palace because he was unstoppable. And although there are enemies of your dream, and sometimes they will be your family, you are unstoppable, absolutely unstoppable. Go forth and conquer in Jesus' name. Love you guys. You guys have an amazing weekend. Join us this weekend tomorrow for the greatest sales, uh, the greatest sales meeting of all time that Brian Benstock and Michelle and their great sales team do. And then again on Sunday for Club 111. Thank you guys for being here. Have a blessed weekend. Kristen? Yes. If, yes, if anybody wants to join, if anybody wants to join and, and you know, Silk, Silk, by the way, Silk, you're, you're like, there are no words. There Isn't are no amazing? words for you. There are no words for Silk. But uh, I just, I'm, you blow me away every time you speak. But listen, we've got a nice tribe, a big tribe. If, if you are looking to get from where you are to where you want to go, I have devoted a year of my life um, and every other week.
coaching class for free. I've eliminated the obstacle of the financial. You don't need a dollar. There's no do There's no money exchanged. There's no upsells. Simply devoted and dedicated and committed to helping transform as many lives as humanly possible. The better news is the community that it's created is is uh, is amazing in and of, in and of itself. But every other week today, it, you could sign up. DM me the word coach or coaching, David Spizak on Instagram, coach or coaching on Instagram, and you'll be let in for free, not just today, but every other week, guaranteed for free. And the information that is shared there, I promise, can transform your life to Silk's Point, will help you rise up to King's Point, will help you rise up. And, and that's the goal, is to, to get as many people as humanly possible to become the greatest success stories on BWC. That's what we're here for is to educate, inspire, and motivate. So join me if you'd like. Thank you, David. And they are always valuable calls. I encourage you to join him as well. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for chiming in. Be amazing. Take care. Excellent segment, Kristen. Thank, awesome. you. Thank you. And go over to the social media show. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.